Misty watercolored. We were singing. We both said, let's sing a song. It's more challenging than you would think. Wait, what was yours? How deep is your love? Oh, that's really good. A BG sample. Mm -hmm. I was doing misty watercolored memories of the way we were. Barbs. A little sadder. We said, let's do a song that makes us think of this moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we're in the same room again, everybody. What? Yeah, it's so weird. It actually it does feel kind of weird. It definitely does. It definitely does. <laughs> looking at you, looking at me, looking at us. Um, I'm not on the fisheye. Not on the fisheye lens, not in a 90s video. It's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, we were also trying to figure out when the last time we recorded together and we couldn't because like <laughs> our memories are. Yeah, we were like in july question mark like who knows knows. who knows yeah but now it's responsible and safe 100 percent, which is well i mean what is it 98 you know whatever um but uh uh, yes it feels it feels nice to be completely sure yes agree in that way as much as one can um yeah beautiful day spring has sprung once more Mm -hmm. in new york city Mm mm-hmm um kelly how are you i'm good yeah yeah still in the process of kind of like settling in um our girl is back everybody i'm back um i yeah i like haven't been to my storage unit that has all my stuff so it's just literally like what i had brought with me to upstate which is like some clothes and like six books and an axe an axe, <laughs> an axe for sure. Some uh, whale blubber to burn. That's a candlelight. <laughs> yeah, some tallow candles <laughs> for sure. Um, so it's like my room looks like so fake and weird. Like it's like a set that for yeah. a last minute like scene. Mm-hmm. Nothing on the walls. And in a way, it is. Yeah. And in a way, it is. So true. Um, well, welcome back. Thank you. The city. We feel your vibrations. Oh, powerful. <laughs> powerful. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I do, today notwithstanding, I feel it's a little bit of an evil time. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, uneasy. For sure. I feel like it's fuck, fucked up right now. Yes, completely agree. Um, for many reasons, but it's like... I don't know. And New York City was like g- gray and rainy and weird and everyone's kind of like creeping around, not knowing what to do. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I'm fine. But uh, spiritually, yes, I am <clears throat> in ill health. Yes. It's also like the layers of like, what can you trust are so like... It's not just like, oh, the CDC versus, you know, whatever other information you're getting. It's like, you can't trust Instagram because it's a lot of later grams. There's secrecy. There's close friends. It's not even like the hot kind either. Yeah. It's just about like, like, I went to get calamari. (laughs) (laughs) The least sexy of a fried food appetizer. Yeah. I like it. No, I mean, me too. Actually, that's a false statement. It's probably the sexiest. I would say it's the sexiest. Tempura. (laughs) Pretty sexy. Tempura. Sure. Um, Bloomin' Onions out. Oh, yeah. No, you can't do that. 
I did, obviously this kind of superseded it, but I wanted to talk about BJ Novak's new kind of venture. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. He's doing like a, a thing in Soho, probably, um, <laughs> where he like took some like really fancy West Coast chef and had him reimagine no, no. Uh, chain restaurant classics. No, no. But it's a pop-up that's like only accessible. No. It's a private Instagram you have to no. order. <laughs> no. No, yes. this is what I meant by evil. I knew that was happening before you even fucking told me. No. Yes. Okay, this is why 2005 to 2009 should be obliterated from the face of this. Uh, yes. Anybody who came up during that time, goodbye, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You have to, there's a colony waiting for you that I've created. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. He is so foul he's disgusting i hate him so much also he couldn't clearly couldn't hack it oh yeah because what 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 has he done what has he given us god damn it yeah what a waste well we are going to that (laughs) pop-up with the patreon money you're all supporting it (laughs) Oh my fucking god! No, we do have to. I want to see that Instagram though. Okay, it's private. You have to follow. Well, yeah, I know. Okay, we'll do it from the podcast. Okay, we'll do. We should do it from the podcast and then like pretend like let first. I'll buy us like fifty thousand followers. <laughs> yes, and then we'll follow a request and we'll be like, "What's up? Like, heard really cool stuff about you guys." <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And then we'll do some face filters where we look like we have huge lips and we look really hot, and then we'll. Yeah, I will say that like like west coast slash hollywood slash rich i don't think like they don't know what vibes are like they couldn't if a good vibe hit him in the mm. face they wouldn't know so it's like i don't know how much we have to do to change our vibe like if i think it's all clout there's no well, vibe. surfers have vibes famously so so can't say all of west coast true true but you meant hollywood i get yeah. it i get it i get it just want to put one out there for the surfers <laughs> so true my people <laughs> my people Dude, I just watched uh, Point Break. That movie is so crazy. Yes. yes it yes, is yes. so... Directed by a woman. <laughs> feminist. Feminist. The feminist film Point Break, <laughs> which actually it is because Lori Petty is the yeah. is the leading... I mean, we love. Yeah, it's... um That movie's so good. It's... One of, I think it's up there with Cocktail for me of the most entertaining train wreck movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll allow it. I was like, I love this. It's the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's really fun. Oh, it's so good. And so, yeah, it's like, it's also like the golden age of Hollywood where it's just like the golden age of Hollywood, 1991. <laughs> Like, no bad ideas. Like, there were no edits to that. Oh, like, there were lots of edits all in different styles. It was like, somebody's no, uh, doing... The film was edited, but in terms of, like, they're like, okay, so... <laughs> There's five different endings. Yeah. And it's like, it's so... So, Keanu Reeves works for, like, the FBI or whatever. So that's part of it. Then there's bank robbers. Then there's surfers. Then Patrick Swayze has like a sensei kind of like. Bodhi. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of. Which is hot. And also everything was going fine until the literal FBI showed up and then everything got bad. Yeah. So it's like. It's a political. They kind of like kept like 
they kept heightening it and no one kind of was like, well, so if we do the surf thing, I don't know if the bank robber thing. Sure. Yeah. No one kind of said less is more. Why don't you take one accessory <laughs> off before yeah. you leave the house? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, I think it was maybe just cocaine was ending shortly after, but not quite then. Mm-hmm. And they, anything goes. Yeah. Anyways, if you guys want to check that out, it's pretty entertaining. And Keanu Reeves, <clears throat> I don't normally go for the leading man types, but yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves beckoning you over on a surfboard <laughs> at night when you're in the ocean alone together, mm-hmm. that was directed by a woman. Oh, yeah. So, something to think about. Um. <clears throat> anyways, well, that was a... Really classic intro. Do we even say this is FOH? No. <laughs> no. Guys, it's been a while. I'm sorry. This is this podcast is suddenly not directed by a woman because it's such a classic like male podcast vibe. It's like you already know the vibes. Like it's just me and Trent. Like <laughs> me through introduction. Whatever. Also, the guest is just there silently for ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> Um, hey everyone, this is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And, um, it's, uh, it's a service industry podcast and, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> and it is what it is. And we're back. And we're back. Um, and I won't say better than ever, but we certainly are back. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly we're excited, um, to be here with you all. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, uh, so yeah, a lot of good pieces coming out. Yes. So we kind of like, you know, just had to, we had to do it. (laughs) Sometimes we'll try to avoid like the main, whatever the main story is. We'll be like, don't, don't feel like it. Yeah. But this one, I think there's a lot there. There's a lot to plumb. So basically a lot of stories have been coming out in the past, for a couple months now, I would say even, but in the past week, the times just did a story of like, there's a huge labor shortage in restaurants. This is the running narrative eaters, uh, grabbing up on it. Uh, I assume. Yeah. I read something, the, the broad or something like that. (laughs) What? (laughs) Another food magazine, the counter, the counter. Counter. It's a hard-boiled detective <laughs> series that is also covering... Sorry, it's a food magazine called The Counter. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> like, why doesn't any of these people reach out? We don't know the names of any food media <laughs> magazines. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> yes, it's uh, it's the, the latest latch-on narrative. Um, yes. Obviously, we have some thoughts. Well, my first thought that I want to say is that I found an article from November 2019, okay, in Restaurant Business Online, okay, (laughs) which I do know the name of, um, that said, with unemployment low, restaurants struggle to fill jobs. More operators are cutting hours or delaying new openings as they struggle to find workers. Bam. This is not so like, it's just frustrating to read this. And it's like, 
there's so much about like, this is the pandemic. This is the pandemic. And it's like, no, this is the fucking industry. Yeah. This is like now endemic to the industry. Cause you've built this psycho system. Yes. I mean, look, we all know how hard it was to find good help this whole time. <laughs> okay. I mean, the people I worked with, are you kidding me? We've been scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel. Come on. In New York City, no less. Like, where do you find these hayseeds? <laughs> that is true. Come on now. This is not your first landing spot, okay? Get a little better. Come Get back the and sea legs. Yeah. Go to Philly. Get the white dance goes. Come back in two years. Exactly. Anyways, um, <clears throat> but of course, people like to, business owners like to scream emergency, mm-hmm. um, especially now. And they like to say, this it's, is not my fault. Exactly. This is something that's out of my control and something that's being done to me. It's a hundred percent. There are so many places, especially places that are closing that are like, it's the pandemic. And I'm like, if I could get my hands on your book <laughs> and then subsequently understand anything in them. <laughs> no, it's not the pandemic. It's not the pandemic. Yeah. You sucked for a long you time. You sucked for a long time. You're skimming off the top. You're pocketing, you know, whatever. Yeah. Backdoor <laughs> Sally's. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, oh, why don't you take a 20 out of the cash register and go buy us all scratchies? Uh huh. Yeah. Here, buy me some cigarettes out go, of the yeah. money in that's Go just, get some Haribo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, obviously not. And I mean, we can break it down. It's also not hard to uh, break down. Um, People want to have a decent life where they can be uh, peaceful and comfortable Mm -hmm. and not worry. And um, so what we've, some of us who are very lucky have gotten out of this is money that we can survive and perhaps save. Some of us have gotten on health insurance for the first time because we qualify. It's not good, but it's health insurance. I can go, my, my prescriptions are a dollar. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, uh, have to deal with some of the worst people on the planet every day. So what am I supposed to do? Also, these restaurants are not, I don't see them coming to the table with an offer. That's the thing is like based on very basic economic principles, like true Adam Smith shit, (laughs) when there is like a labor shortage and it's the management that's wanting that is what's supposed to drive up wages and that's what's supposed to advantage workers and the thing is is that then you get interviews in every every source that i read that was like i'm you know i'm doing more to attract workers than i ever have i'm offering 14 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm you think this is for love of the game, babe? <laughs> you think that's what this is? Uh-uh. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> I work for you because you give me money. Right. That's what it is. And it's like, I think it's that. Like, we've been so, like, reduced for so long that it's like, you have the wages that are, like, the the big the big bucks are still... So insulting. Yes. And also 
you have like even like McDonald's, like in you know restaurant business online you have this guy was like there were McDonald's owners and Wendy's owners and it's like they're like I'm raising my and this is from 2019 I'm raising my hourly I'm a franchise owner I'm raising my hourly da da da, da. it's like but you've built in so many other checks to yeah. the way that labor is done that it is still, even if you are paying a higher hourly, it's still very degrading work because you make sure no one can go into overtime. Right. No one's full time. You throw away food in front of hungry employees. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's not just the wage you no. need to like. Well, I mean, I was thinking back to when I made, you know, I worked at a, I mean, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I worked at a, a bakery coffee shop for a decent amount of time when I was in my early twenties and that work to me was so worth it, even though it was like exhausting and like I had to go to work at 5 AM and like whatever, but they gave us all health insurance Mm -hmm. and they were really nice. And they were like, are you feeling okay? Like, why don't you go home? And they were like really nice owners who like, I, and maybe that was just to me who had never really had that kind of job before. And they maybe weren't, I mean, I think they are, but like, It was just like, that was a pleasant work environment. Like it really was. And I felt taken care of because I was being taken care of because I had really good health insurance at 22 working at a bakery. Yeah. I think it's that too. It's like, it's like the wage is one piece of the puzzle, but like take away like the fast food of it all, which is like, they have much less of a labor shortage than the like sit down restaurant industry. So like, that's what we're grappling with is like, you have to, so much of the life of the restaurant industry has been squeezed out of it. And we worked at somewhere where they did that really intensely, where they are like, you know, we're not fostering a sense of community in the staff. The management openly looks down on the staff. The owner openly looks down on the staff. The chefs are rude and completely unchecked. You don't have shift drinks. You do, you know what I yeah, mean? Like there's yeah. no education. Yeah. Like the thing. And then it's like, and then you feel that the guests feel it. Of course. And then you earn less ultimately. So it's like that too. You have to say, and I've seen it in New York where pe- places are like, Oh, like what? I don't know. How do I, how do I feel this? Like, does anyone have friends? Da, 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 da. I'm like, Word spread like I yeah. liked the place I worked last summer, so I was like, I'll go back there. Yeah, yeah. like I would recommend someone to work there. Like, right, right. it's a good vibe too. That's what <laughs> now more than ever. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like you can't print story after story after story about people, about servers, about back of house, about everyone being straight up abused at their job this past year, being sworn at, spit at, called stupid, threatened with ice. All of these fucking horrible things that people have done to us, to workers, and then be like, but why aren't you coming back? What's wrong? Why don't you want this job? It's like in, in the Times, an article that is called, What is Hospitality? The Current Answer Doesn't Work by Tehal Rao, which I thought, we both thought was a good article. Which was great. Yeah. There is a woman who owns her own, um you know, business, whatever. It's a woman owned business, woman owned business, uh, in LA, which mm-hmm. does have a different service culture yes. than New York for sure. And she says like many chefs in the pandemic, 
pandemic, she saw burnout among her staff who were worn down by the physical and emotional labor of serving and cooking through lockdowns, crying, stepping away from the line, struggling for a better work-life balance. Ms. Fan blames herself for continuously pushing the team to work harder, even as the challenges grew. Now I'm asking myself, how do I make this business sustainable for other people? Right. Like, oh, wow. My jaw is on the floor. You can't attract (laughs) people. It's like your staff, you openly are saying they needed support. They needed space. They needed shorter hours. They needed whatever it was that they needed. And you said to them, I'm not going to give it to you. And now you want to turn around and be like, this is inexplicable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, get back to the article in a second, but I mean, I, we asked you all like for some of your experiences and I mean, it was, I found like a similar, I feel like thread, but I feel like a, a, a decent amount of, you who answered and of course front of house situation is completely different from back of house situation you know acknowledge that uh, you know 100% it's a completely different animal always has been but um I do feel like a lot of you were like yeah you know I took a pay cut because I wanted health insurance and I wanted to like just like not be upset yeah (laughs) or not be harassed or like not drink all the time or you know whatever it is it's like taking that time to be like, wait, I just like want to not, I don't want to do this right now. And it, it doesn't mean forever, but it's like, it's so, fu- it always has been so stressful. And like this past year is beyond comprehension stressful. Yeah. So yeah, people are going to be taking jobs in grocery stores, taking a fucking pay cut because it's a different working environment they can deal with. Cause they're yeah. not fucking being, you know, cursed at. Yes. 100%. Hopefully. And especially if you can't, it's also that, that I think there's like this, I mean, it's just quality of life, period. It's quality of life. And there's like this desire in the, you know, dare I say it, PMC (laughs) to be like, why do people who are the people who shirk working the most, Yes, but have deluded themselves into thinking that they're working because they make money. Right. And then it's like, they're like, why do people not want to return to work? It's like, you made it unsustainable. And now for once the state is willing to pay people to not work. It's like, there's no big, there's no mystery. No, there's no mystery. If you can earn $700 a week on unemployment, even if you could earn a thousand dollars a week bartending, it's like, that's a real question for a lot of people. Like if that couple hundred extra dollars is worth it. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can't make that decision for you, but I'm not going to pretend that this is like some big caper. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely not. It does. It's just, it is very silly to me. And I'm like, I hope it's making people think about what they are offering because I'm like, you need to fucking step it up. I'm so sorry, but if you are having a ton of trouble finding, especially front of house and holding on to them and holding on, yes, and holding on to them, like, What's up? What's going on? Because that's the thing, too, is, like, we're so acclimated to table scraps. Yeah. You know? And, like, so it really is, like, my boss this summer was, like, a nice guy. And it's not like I wasn't getting health insurance. I wasn't, like, having, like, any particular benefit. But it was just, like, you know, he, like, really made me feel, like, comfortable and safe. He was nice. It also was, like, he would... Like, he would be like, if you want to close a loan, like, 
that's fine. I'm going to go home, like do whatever. Like he trusted me. Like it was just those like immaterial benefits. And it's like, (sighs) no, I mean that, that is, that's real. And people don't, it's not just like, it is and it isn't about the money. Yeah. I just think there's like this, like these conversations get so siloed, especially in the restaurant industry, because people want to act like it's like this big mysterious beast. And it's like, if you make it a miserable place to work, no, people aren't going to want to come work for you for sustenance wages. And as much as you want to deny it, the behavior the guest is within your control. Yes. A hundred percent. So you cannot just put it back up on the public because yes, the public sucks. It's your job to corral them and make it a decent place for everybody to be in. Yes. 100%. The idea that like the public is without of your control and that you don't set the expectation and maintain it is delusional. I mean, yeah, in this, in this piece, the hospitality piece, um, the author quotes and says that unconditional hospitality is impossible. And it's like, yes. Yes. Fucking hammer it above the fucking doorway. Don't make me tap the sign. Don't make me tap the sign. That's not healthy. And this fucking, they mention um, the fucking dumbass Union Square hospitality that has a HQ hospitality quotient of like incessantly positive people, the, the house of yes, it's called. And I'm like, that is fucked up. And that is like giving children candy all day long. And then wondering why they're fucking shitting themselves and running around like crazy. Exactly. I think that's like such the crux of it to me. I don't know if that makes kids shit themselves. I just kind (laughs) of sugar. (laughs) Um, I think that is like the crux of it for me is like, there is this really, and it really is these like overly like professionalized hospitality people like Danny Meyer who are so out of touch with what care is yeah, and what um, comfort is that they're like, the only thing that hospitality is, is saying yes. And it's like, well, that's what rich people get. It's a, it's, it's such a, like it becomes unfulfilling like it's a very like you know what I mean like it's like if everyone says yes to you all the time it, it doesn't give you this like then there's no it's like how we are celebrities and people <laughs> don't dare challenge us on anything and it's like <laughs> we don't even know who our real friends are anymore exactly it's so hard for us <laughs> no but it's like if every time someone says yes to you there's no like joy in it it's yeah. just like then if you say no it's a violation yeah but there's never like a moment of like shared well, it's like, not, yeah, you're not creating a relationship and benefiting from that relationship. And and calling you the interaction between you and a server relationship might sound overblown, but it, it is. It's like a micro relationship. And so, like, you're not, I mean, it, the rules apply to that relationship as it does everything else. And so yeah. it's just like, you're not getting anything, actually. Yeah. You're, you're both being left hollow from this experience. Exactly. So it's like, exactly. that's why you go and you're like, yeah, the food was good. It felt like I was in the most freezing cold chamber of my life, even though everything was attended to. Technically, perfectly. yeah. Technically fine. It's like, yeah, you know, you go to Juilliard auditions, somebody is the perfect ballerina. Does that move you? Right. For me, no. Right. I want to see a girl who's been working at a steel mill. See- <laughs> exactly. Come on. 
I want to see Julia Stiles <laughs> throwing a little chair around. Everybody knows this. Hip hopping. Um, imagine if we were like the HR for some company. <laughs> oh that's my how god! Um, but I do think this is also like HR is not just the most humiliating work to label yourself as, but it's also like a huge problem because like (laughs) they're because they're always going to side with management. Like, again, it's like, you're just out of touch with like what workers like need and what they want. And then you have, so like no one is willing to like, become a manager because like then you're aligning yourself with these like idiots. So either it's like the dumbest person gets promoted to manager or a good person does for a year. And it's like, this is where something like a union would benefit. Like also the bosses, like, because it's like, then people are protected. They stay on for longer. There's a true hierarchy. There's a way to learn. Yeah. There's like, there's so much benefit to it. But now it's like in restaurants too. It's like, I would not go to work at any restaurant that I didn't trust the management of. Yeah. And it's so hard to find trustworthy managers in restaurants because the people they promote to managers are. No. And if they're not crazy, they're going to be crazy. Within. (laughs) And like, and or full blown alcoholics if they weren't already. Yeah. It literally, because I mean, the ask is too high. Yeah. So it's either, it's like some, as you say, hey, seed, freaking 25 year old who they're like, yeah, oh my God, you're so smart. You're, you're great at this. Have you ever, have you ever thought about being a manager? It's literally grooming. No. (laughs) (laughs) What's the age difference between the manager and, okay. I want to know. Is it more than six years? Um, no, I mean, it is. And it's also like, just remember, they don't want real leaders. They don't, they don't want real leaders. And, you know, I was speaking to somebody and I won't go into detail about a situation at their job. And, um, I was like, you know what, this is what happens no matter how long you stay at a place. The second you start advocating for yourself in a real way or advocating for your coworkers, they will kick you. They do not care. They you're, don't care. You're exactly. gone. Exactly. So it's like, you know, for a fact that those people who are in management, what are they doing? They're not doing anything that's going to help you because their only concern, as you said, is, are the owners. So it's like, they're not advocating for you. And if yeah. they do, it's not going to work or they're going to like become deflated and drink more. Yeah. They're not going to, the owners are never going to put a manager who they think will truly, truly, advocate for the workers they're never going to put them in that position because they don't care yeah and look we've had we've both had good managers some of our we have great friends <laughs> some of my best friends are <laughs> i think it's possible for a good person to be a manager for a period of time yeah and we've seen not to name names we've seen this exact thing happen where they're like wait a second it yeah. happens every time to a good person a yeah. person who cares a person who's a hard worker or a person who gives a shit they're like oh fuck yeah, that's exactly what happens every time. Exactly. And and then you have like this vacuum of leadership and then it becomes and it's like all of these things like build and build and build where it's like okay, you have a vacuum of leadership, then a guest does act incorrectly and then you have the server or the bartender turn to management. Management doesn't know yeah. how to actually address the situation, so they're either ignore it, they 
try to placate the guest. They just tell you to shut up. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's so hard because every system feeds back into the worker being degraded. Yeah. And obviously we know that like saying we're a family is toxic and that's not right. And that's not how restaurants or any business should run. Um, But I will say that like having intense, intense is wrong. Having relationships with each other is vital to Mm -hmm. a successful restaurant. So it's just like, you can't, again, back to the vibe thing. You can't just show up and clock in and do your, and do a good job at a restaurant in that way. Like it is so important to have everybody on the same fucking level. And it's really hard when people are scared, upset, worried about their health, worried about enforcing health code shit on people. It's like, it's impossible. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? And you need to like, figure that out and and it may be that it's like not good for your business like what the end like thing that your employees are like this is what i need to feel safe is gonna be not like good for the bottom line yeah because it might be like yeah we are you have permission to 86 customers as soon as you want you right you know, right, right. everyone has a six drink limit, whatever yeah. it is, like whatever your staff is saying that they need, or like if you're interviewing people and saying like, what would make you feel safe? Like, I think it's that too. It's like, you have to accept that like those things might hurt your bottom line. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not willing to do it, then like, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're agreeing to something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I feel like you should be able to work in a restaurant four days, make what you make enough money to like have a decent life and like save and take care of all your shit and not feel completely blown apart. Yes. Like that would be great. You know, four days I think is, I think should be maximum at a restaurant, but especially if people aren't fucking like stressed the fuck fuck out every two seconds yeah. then they're gonna be you know god damn it's hard work like lest we forget and of course back of house I mean ay 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 it's a whole it's other hard thing. fucking work it's it takes a lot of knowledge and education mm-hmm. it takes a lot of fucking brain power it takes a lot of thinking on your feet like it and I think it's worth it a lot of the times but also it just to me is like such a demonstration. Like the reason there's like this dearth of available labor and the reason that there's a demand for it is because like we actually do something which is really rare in the like <laughs> fucking American economy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like the like everyone else, you're paper pushing. So it's like, yeah, you didn't have you didn't lose people. The pandemic the fucking global pandemic that's killed three million people didn't affect how your industry functions besides like you sit at home now. Right. Because you're just paper pushing because you don't like actually impact people's lot. It's not because it's necessary to function. It's because it's so fake and it's so circle jerk of like you're, you pushing this paper, him pushing Uh it. You know uh what I mean? uh And then you have a meeting about it. And then you have a meeting about it. And then you're done. Emails. Zooms. Yeah. It's not real. Like, 
that's the reason why there's like re- the restaurant. Like this is a real thing that not only are we making like the drinks and the food, but that we give to people. Yeah. The hospitality. And it's like, that's why there's even the demand for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, bless their hearts. You know, they're talking about these people are going to become a computer programmer. Good fucking luck. What is that? That is not a real <laughs> job. What is that? That's something that your dad says. Yeah. It like 20 years ago. What is that? What you, is, that? is that like you like a hardware thing? Hardware? I don't know. You go to the 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 Software? energy farms? Software? Who does run the energy farms? I don't know. That's an industry that's probably booming. It's a guy on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Little uh, the Keebler elves. <laughs> okay. Um we've said too much. <laughs> we've said too much. We've revealed <laughs> too much i actually didn't do what i was gonna threat what i threatened to do during this episode so i'll save that i'll save that little nut for another time yeah um but yeah read that read that piece the hospitality piece Mm -hmm. um by tahal i thought it was really good i thought so too a refreshing good piece and then drop some dairy da yeah yeah exactly exactly um and uh yeah i don't know I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, just obviously we all know if something, someone's only sources are, uh, HR managers for large, uh, you Restaurant know, groups and business owners, what's going on? Yeah. Like, is that the full story? What's happening? Yeah. I mean, just truly exactly to your point. It's like, you've spent a year publishing every horrifying detail of service workers' lives, and then you're like, wait, but now I want to go out to eat. So... Where is everybody? (laughs) Where is everyone? It's like, we are, like, we have trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to exploit the dum-dums who went back to work. (laughs) Catch me outside. Catch me outside, drinking a pina. Thank you. Okay. Um... No, I'm going back to work because I have, um, which is an kind of unexamined piece, oh. um, so much social anxiety that I don't have any friends after a year of only seeing That's... four people that I'm like, I'll go back to work. And then it, I'll say, come visit me at work. And then if they don't come, I'll just be like, whatever. Whereas if I was like, we should hang out. And someone was like, I can't, I would be like, they hate me. Yeah. That's someone write a piece on that. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's available. Clearly. <laughs> to be interviewed (laughs) um no you have friends dumbass anyways um please uh review rate and subscribe this podcast it's a real podcast Mm -hmm. the more reviews we have the more people come across this beautiful little gem that's right this woman-owned podcast (laughs) exactly (laughs) i think we have one new patron oh yeah we do why don't you tell them about it, Kelly? I so happily will. <laughs> Lillian, thank you for asking. He's what a question. bringing up the old new patron. Want me to guess? Is it <laughs> yeah. Kelly? Tell us one out. Um, their name is Eric. Oh my God, I was going to guess. Eric. Welcome. Welcome. We, we uh, are providing you with some hospitality right now and saying, hey, welcome. Come on in. Grab a seat. Grab, <laughs> grab a seat. Shut the door. Take a seat. Um, but not in a scary way. 
Um, and yeah, we have some, yeah, we have some, uh, some, some like new fun stuff coming to the podcast and some little changes, some fun stuff, uh, Patreon, not sure what we're doing yet, but, but I have some ideas Ooh. and we have to do our culture club. So if anybody has anything that they think we should all read or watch, yeah, let us know. Otherwise we're going to come up with something really stupid that you're going to have to <laughs> participate in. So True. choose your own future. Yep. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. And uh, we love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.